Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's Kev from Magpie247, and welcome to another Magpie247 podcast. It's been a it's been a ropey, ropey couple of weeks. We're just trying to find our feet a little bit. Um, we're in terms of like scheduling stuff because we're going to go every Thursday, but I think we've decided now every Monday it's easier for us. I think it's better for you. We get the podcast sooner because by the time you get to Thursday, you're already talking about next week and. Yeah, it's, I, I think I think Monday. I just want to start from the top and say Monday is definitely the the, the place now for the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think as as with everything at the moment, mate. Got a patience. If I had fucking hair left, mate, honestly, it'd be ripped out. It would be ripped out, mate. Patience is the watchword. We don't want negativity um, for negativity's sake and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, patience, it's 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 everywhere. And that's, that's the only song I could find with the word patience in. So yeah, I'm not a big take that fan before anyone starts smashing me over the head with that particular one but uh hey yes i mean I think at, the, at the moment it's it like we brought the podcast uh back a very very you know positive uh episodes lots of positives to be able to speak about the club doing great things the change of ownership the change of management etc etc um but like I say, things are requiring patience at the moment, and it's it's difficult. It's like, do you make a podcast as well, uh, and then something breaks the next day, and it sort of like undoes that sort of stuff. And we're, we're like everybody else; we we're expecting an announcement to do with with the manager, um, and it's just um, it's just not come. No, it's not, mate. And like. We didn't do a Palace one last week because we wanted to like really get a an analysis on Graham Jones kind of thing, and it's yeah. like. These last two games, my God. I mean, defensively, we'll look a little bit better, but we've conceded four goals, Paul, and like we've picked up one point. And it's like we're very fucking fortunate to pick up a point against Crystal Palace because Ben Teke should have had four in that game. Do you know what I mean? mean? Yeah, it, it, it should have been out of sight. I mean, obviously, if you ask Paul, Mer- if you ask Paul Merson, uh, we lost the game. Uh, if you ask Paul Merson, but we did actually get a draw out of it. Uh, and you know, looking at the points per game total that we need to be looking at, I mean, I think it's something like one point four uh, or one point five per game we need to be hitting if we realistically to try and stay up in the league. So uh, a point there, you're thinking, yeah, it's there or thereabouts. Can we follow it up with, you know, um, maybe a win? It was going to be always difficult against Chelsea, mate. You know, European champions, oh, yeah, Premier League leaders, they've got quality. They can afford to have five, six, seven, eight, nine players out and still put out a team full of internationals and full of quality and oozing class. They've got a great manager and stuff as well. We always knew it was going to be difficult, but yeah. we were just all hoping with the, with the uh, you know, a decent point on the road against Crystal Palace. Um, I think we were all hoping that the crowd, the first game with no Bruce and no Ashley, um, the noise, the passion, the energy would maybe just pull Newcastle along and maybe try and get another point or maybe try and get that elusive first win of the season. But you've just got to hope and pray, mate, that when this first win does come, that we can go on a little bit of a run or uh, hope that maybe a Dubravka coming back like he did last time. If you remember when he came back last time, he pulled off a string of absolutely fantastic saves last season when he came back after his injury. And Newcastle picked up, I think, five points from three games. You know, we need a sort of similar um, 
a similar sort of thing to happen when Dubravka comes back this time. But uh, yeah, I think we were, we were again, we were hopeful, we were optimistic we'd be able to maybe get two positive results. But one positive re- result against Crystal Palace, a decent point down there because you know Vieira's got them playing decent stuff. Let's not uh, you know forget that they've yeah, got right. out and they've they've shown up Manchester City. But um, after the Chelsea game, it on the whole. I think we're just sitting here a little bit, a little bit deflated and sort of sitting there thinking, you know, you've got two games, you've been given two ga- uh, games to go at Graham, and what you should have done and the opportunities, maybe just go for it a little bit more and try to win one of them as opposed to not lose both of them. Because I think that's the mantra that he's that he sent them out with me. Yeah. Fortunately, it's uh, it's gone a bit tits up in a in a crazy ten minutes, which obviously we'll, we'll get to uh, you know later in the podcast. But uh, yeah, it comes back to that that watchword and patience and stuff. But it's 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 difficult, mate, when we've suffered fourteen years of shit, and yeah. uh, you know we, we've won the lottery, mate. We've won the lottery. We just can't cash the bastard ticket until January. So frustrating. Yeah, yeah I am. Um... I think I think Renty said something similar. Magpie Channel, yeah. uh, seeing literally, we're kind of kind of cashing the check. Then he's bang on. Yeah. Like I mean, we're just like we've had we've got one miracle, and it's like it's just so frustrating. We can't like do anything about it because this current crop of players, mate, with the way they've been coached over the last couple of years, like the new owners coming in, I don't think they've kind of realised how big of a task they've actually undertook. Like. Yeah. It's unshoveling 14 years of shit under Ashley, but also in a footballing sense, two years of shit under Bruce Sacco and Shovel as well. With the same coaches, mate. With and and this is this has been papered over by some people. But you know, Graham Jones just is came in and he's taken on a different job title. It's gone up from uh, you know, an assistant coach to um, you know, an interim, a caretaker manager. But he's still got Steve Castle there, mate. And if you listen yeah, to what right. people have, have said about Steve Bruce and his coaching team. Uh, that obviously these Steves have followed Steve Bruce around everywhere. The negativity it'll still be hanging over. The saltiness from Steve Bruce being removed from position will still be hanging over. Uh, they know they've got no future at the football club. Graham Jones has got assurances, but if you look at his press conferences, has he ever said that the rest of Steve Castle has got any assurances? He hasn't. So they know, mate, that they're on borrowed time. They're just going through the motions. I just. I can't imagine they can be as uh, committed. And and what we need is different coaches and a different manager in. So it's a different voice. It's a different system. It's different training. It's different preparation. It's different uh, for nutrition. It's different sports science. It's different everything. You know, Graham Jones, I think, has done a lot of fantastic things in the short time, mate. But how is he going to undo all the shit of two two years? How is he going to undo it also having to use Steve Castle? It, it, it's a, it's a no, difficult, it's difficult... It's not going to happen, is it? Like, it, it's, you know, when yeah. I tie behind your back... It's it's it, it, it's a very difficult job to take on. And yeah, Graham Jones has assurances um, to stay on, but at the same time, that really only puts it down to two names in terms of the manager search, which we'll probably get on to later on in the manager stuff. But um, I've got my notes Yeah, Like, it's nice to see, him, see a positive press conference from a positive person like Graham Jones saying the right things about being a fan and stuff. It's great to see. But, like, 
for me, it feels like the Joker's left the asylum and the inmates are kind of running it at the moment. And like that's a perfect analogy, that mate. Yeah, yeah like, for for like I I do like Graham Jones. He came in last season and he sorted a lot of shit out. He he gave us a system that worked and we had a great end of the season. Steve Bruce won. He's one and only manager of the month in twenty years. Uh, with that one. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but um, like, you have to pay off for that. For me, it's like I think the the novelty of Graham Jones has kind of worn off among the players. It doesn't have the same kind of effect, and now they're just trying to make the best of a bad situation till then. But it's ultimately having the same effect, and going off these last two performances, Chelsea and Crystal Palace, like I think we've had five shots on target over the two games, mate, and it took with eighty minutes to get one against Chelsea. Like, yeah. we're, we're very poor going forward. We're midfield is... That's a huge... We're mid, honestly, Paul, we're, we're midfield is fucking useless. It Honestly, like, I've never known anything like it. Don't, don't like, be knocking Isaac, Isaac's Hayden uh, there, Kyle. Just be careful. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, like, I like Isaac's, but the, 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 the problem <laughs> is like, I can't I, I not see what I've seen in, like... I know the, what you mean. They don't look like they don't look like they've played together, mate. Sean, uh, Hayden, Fraser in the midfield, they, they look like they've never played together. I don't remember we're playing three passes together against Chelsea. The the plan. Mate, though, what, why is Fraser? Fraser though playing playing like a central midfield role. It, it's still some still bizarre things. Emil Kraft, a right back. Um, <laughs> who's playing as a centre back? You've got shares on the bench and Fernandez. Yeah. Like, you and take like Ryan Fraser. You've got him playing as, as as a central midfielder when he's a winger. And and you know you've only got to look back at the at the goals that they scored together down on the south coast previously to know that look, it would maybe better playing them further forward. You've only got to look at the assist. Matt Ritchie, I think, has played. Let's get right. He's he's a fantastic professional. I love I love, I love Matt Ritchie, the character and everything else, he brings a lot to the table. Defensively, horrid. Uh, but if you look at his assists, he's one of the top assist providers in, in the league. Could we not look at, at you know playing a further forward? And I just think that, you know, I think Graham Jones has continued on some of the problems Great. of the, the, yeah. previous, the previous regime. Uh, and I just think, he's look, you've had an opportunity. You're, you're a Newcastle United fan. You're given two games. You've got uh, two free shots, as far as I'm concerned. Why not go a little bit more different? Why not try a different formation? Why not uh, try some of the players who haven't been given much of a uh, much of a chance? I put a post up on our socials saying, why not play a Dubravka, a Fabian Scher, a Fernandez, an Elliot Anderson, a Joe White? Why not give Stevenson from the reserves? Uh, if you're not going to play Dwight Gale, if you're not going to give him any minutes, then try Stevenson or try two up top. Let free um, Alison Maximum up to be an actual winger, a, a wide, tricky player. Bring yeah. Niggy back in. Try different stuff because we've said it a hundred times before on this on this podcast. The definition of insanity is trying the same things repeatedly and expecting different results. Yeah. Try something new. Try something different. Let these lads try and play football because you know you've had Steve Bruce who said they can't, they can't do this, they can't. Well, you know. Yeah. If you were against Steve Bruce, as has led to, to being believed, then take take the shackles off. Give them an opportunity. Say, look, you've got an opportunity against the best team in Europe to have a go and bloody their nose. Have yeah. a go. Don't be afraid 
to lose. You should it should the incentive should be to score goals and to win games. It shouldn't 100%. be just to sit there and cower and whimper. And I want I want Newcastle to tr- to try. If we'd have lost three 0 mate, against Chelsea, and we got a point previously against Crystal Palace, but we'd have had a bloody good goal. Then you know all well and and, and good. And I just think that the Crystal Palace game was maybe again another trick where a new manager coming in. All ah, right. Oh, he's he, he hasn't half changed. He's gone for a different format. He's gone for two up top. He's gone for it might even a four four two something just totally uh, left field. Oh, he's he's playing, uh, you know, uh, Gale up front. It, it, don't shoot me down, but even Joe Linton last season against uh, Crystal Palace had a really good game playing up top alongside Callum Wilson. So maybe looking back at the history books and thinking, can he repeat that? I know Joe Linton's got a lot of uh, detractors, me being one of them. Uh, but look, you, you've got to try different stuff, um, and it's just gutting, mate. I'm just a little. I'm, I am. It's just. It's. It's took a little bit of the sheen off. But listen, I'm still megaly happy and excited for the future. And oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm totally behind Stavely. Stavely's asked for patience. As far as I'm concerned, um, she gets that that patience off off me. But it's. Um, I would like a little bit of communication on how things are going. We were told two games, two games have passed, yet Graham Jones has took training today and he started preparations for the weekend. Yeah. Stuff. But uh just just a little a little bit good because I think there's there's been there has been a missed opportunity made. He, he he could he could have tried something, tried to surprise these opposition managers. And I just think out of Crystal Palace and Chelsea at home, if we could have got three points and we could have got that absolute um, multi of our back of the getting the first win, it could have made all the difference as it is made. Six points, six points could have drift made at the bottom with uh, hapless yeah. Norwich, and, that, and, that's, and that's the concern, mate. We're currently adrift, and mm-hmm. like I've known what to be in bad situations, but I've never known what to actually be six points adrift in any relegation battle we've ever been in. As bad as we were under McLaren, uh, even Bruce last season, we were never six points adrift. So it's like we've got to solve a short-term problem straight away and, eat and get to get back into the lineup and stuff. Like these lineups don't tell a story of a, a, a team trying to win a game of football. It, it, it looks like a team that's trying not to lose. As you yeah. said before, it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, these, right. changes, these changes that aren't being made like you've got a great attacking fullback in in jamal lewis who can't get a game yet he's an attacking fullback and he would work in a wingback system but the persist with matt ritchie and yeah he's at the top of the creating chances boards great but he's probably conceded more do you know what i mean how many I'm not being funny, mate, but he couldn't mark a fucking bingo card, let alone a player. He's, he's uh, like, I, I love Matt Ritchie, mate. He, he runs every player to grass and he, and he gets players to tell and he gives them a butt up the arse. But he's, 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 he's an absolute shadow of himself at a fullback. Like, he really is. Like, it might even be worth he, he, just because he runs and puts a tackling has a bit of grit playing him in the midfield over Fraser. Like, what, how he can't do any fucking worse. Do you know what I mean? Mate, like, the, the thing is, pass, totally you know? agree. Like, totally agree. He's not a, he's not a, he's not a centre midfield, but he's not a fucking left back either. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got, a, you've got to, you've got to try something different. Play players in actual positions, and they might actually work for you. Like yeah. Emil Kraft, 
centre-back, I mean, to be fair, we're playing Clark in his right position. I said this in January, mate, we need to put him out of pasture. Um, and I'm I'm not being proven wrong. He's getting he's getting worse. He's starting to remind us of Stephen Taylor in his last season <laughs> for Newcastle. Absolute card horse, mate. Like, I, I really appreciate what Kieran Clark's done for Newcastle over the past couple of years, but... Yeah. He, he's really starting to become a liability, mate. And it's a big, it's a, it's a massive insult when Fernandez, who's a solid rock at the bag, I don't think he makes many mistakes, and Fabian Shea, who can actually, you know, pass a ball uh, more than ten yards instead of lumping it up the field. Like, how is Lascelles, Emil Kraft, and and Clark getting in ahead of these players? To me, it's an insult, Paul. Because Shea, what does Shea have to do to get a game? And how bad does Lascelles have to play? To not get a game, like I'm not like in terms of his mobilisation under Raf as he used to shout and scream and fight players on the field. Now he just looks like he's just happy to pick up a wage, mate. There's no fight in him anymore. Going through the motions, mate. Isn't he? He's going through the motions a bit. I think at the moment, the thing is, if you if he wants to persevere with this three at the back system, right? And I've talked before about perhaps pushing more players forward. If we're not great defensively, let's try and score some fucking goals. Let's try and outscore some uh, teams and let's see if we can do it that way. So we've got a cracking striker in Callum Wilson, make no doubt about it. We've got Dwight Gale, who can score goals, given chances as per the chant. And even Stevenson coming up, you know, he's got an eye for a goal. He's, he's, he's a decent prospect. So we've got players up there who can do it, St. Maximum, Miggy, etc. But in, I think in the, if you're going to go free at the back, play, play three shithouses um, and then have two really, really attacking fullbacks and then fill out the central midfield with solid workmanlike uh, type players and ask your attacking fullbacks to just go at it. Bomb at them, so get Lewis bombing forward. Not so much concentrating on the defensive side because you've got central midfielders who will do that in front of the defence and be nice and compact. We should have Lewis bombing down one side. We could have Jacob Murphy bombing down the, the other side. Um, and then, you know, if you've scored a goal or two, then perhaps maybe change it as the game's going on. And and bring on, uh, you know, bring on somebody who can uh, just slot in, you know, slot into one of the wing back roles and just be a little bit more defensive as the game's go, you know, as the yeah. game's going on. Uh, but I just think if we were to play those two and just say, look, just just bomb on, bomb on for a bit and see, try something, uh, you know, try something different. Um, but we're not, we're just going with the same old, same old and they're coming out and they're saying the right things. Um, but I'm just not seeing the conviction, like you said, I'm not seeing it on, on the park. I'm not seeing it in performances. Lascelles, as form has continued to drop off for a man. So um, I think Fabian Share, especially when we've not got John Joe in the team, uh, I think Fabian Share's range of distribution is passing. He can also, mate, uh, and again, I think this is something that's maybe been a little bit missed, but uh, he can score a goal, uh, which not all of our outfield players have got a tremendous record of doing. But you can put Share in there, he might get you a goal. Um, I thought Lascelles he could have potentially scored last time out and stuff as well. I think his goal scoring record he should be decent. He should be a nuisance how well he's built. Um, he should be scoring more goals than what what he is. And like you said, why are we playing a right back as one of three centre backs when you've got Sharon and Fernandez? Fernandez has never let us uh, down. Yeah, it doesn't make uh, sense. It, it, I, I, he's saying he doesn't want him on. He, he's, he's a player that you either start. Or you don't have in in the squad is what is is what he's saying. So my point is, yeah, okay, then start him, 
starting because we aren't keeping clean sheets and you're just continuing to persevere with the same personnel. It's the same argument for Dallow, mate. I think as soon as Dubravka's back, like he did last season, he got really, really creaky when he saw the fact that Dubravka was back. We need Dubravka's presence. Uh, we need his command of the box. We need his extra shot stopping. Um, I think he's 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 better all around. I, I like Carl Dallow. I like him as a as a as a player and a man. I think he's a cracking number two uh, for the football club. I really do. But we need Martin Dubravka back straight away. We need Fernandez back urgently. We need uh, Fabian Cher to be put in there. Uh, Lascelles needs the right act read to him. He really does. And I just think, mate, look. At the end of the day, these players know we've been taken over. They know the financial situation. They the know right the be on the wall for all so, of them. So why why don't they, mate? Why aren't they putting me in a double shift to say, look, I want to be part of this. I don't want to be transferred to a Watford or a Fulham or somebody else like that. No disrespect to those clubs. They were just the first two that came to mind. But, you know, I would want to be part of the revolution. If they don't pull the fingers... They aren't going to be part of it because these have got the power to be able to say, I'm getting rid of 20 players. Bye. See you later. And it sounds extreme, but they, they could physically do that. They could replace the entirety of, of the squad if, if they were to choose so. But you know what? If, if you show a little bit of heart and battling, and battling spirit and usefulness to the cause at the moment, I think Stavely and everybody are the sort of people who would reward you and, and, and be loyal to you. And certainly over the next couple of seasons, give you an opportunity to continue on with Newcastle as we start to integrate in better and better players and try to build something, mate. So I'm looking for these players to really, really show up and to show that they want to be uh, part of Newcastle United's exciting new f uh, future. But at the moment, I'm looking. And like you've said, even with a Hayden, Hayden is a, a classic example, he's gone a little bit... A little bit see-through. I know uh, Sean Longstaff has, has had some issues recently with his mental health, and I don't know whether that's uh, you know coming into it. I know he's sought help and he's he's been speaking to counsellors and and stuff. And we've seen we, you see little glimpses, and you think, "Go on, Sean, go on, lad." You know, we need that Sean Longstaff back pre-Bruce. You know, there was so much excitement, mate. Both we were going in there, and he was one of the first players that me and you used to speak about. Now it's like twenty minutes in, and we'll say. Sean, Sean played it. Has he, has he touched the ball? And it's that sort of conversation. Yeah. And you want to be you want to be positive, mate. But I just, I just say, the lads, come on, show, show us a little bit something. We need an extra 5-10% from you. But I agree yeah. with what Green Jones said, mate. We need, we need different voices in the dressing It's the same voices that they've heard time and time. It's Steve Castle. It, it needs it needs an overhaul, mate. Like the you're right, there's so many players that have been devoid of any coaching last couple of years. Uh you can name so many players. Yeah. Why not bring Sheev mate? Shiva's about right. He's he's just doing TV and stuff. Why can't he get him in and do a day or two's coaching on something, working with the strikers, working with Stevenson, working with a Dwight Gill. Look, Shiva's gone through periods of his game when he's done done not the best that he can do. I remember Bobby Robson coming in and telling Shearer, look, you've got your back to goal all the time. Turn around and look at that yeah. goal. I want you in the bottom. I want you making these runs and stuff. Why can't we? We've got a wealth of, of, of amazing ex-players. Look at the first game back after we were bought over. You had John Beresford, you had Rob Lee, you had, uh, was it Gillespie? Yeah. Gillespie, I've seen there. You had uh, David Ginola, you've had Shearer in there, I've seen pictured. 
So you've got all these fantastic ex-professionals. You've got Malcolm McDonald, who was up in one of the boxes. Get Malcolm McDonald coming down. Give him a little bit of a pep talk before they go out. Just try something different. Try something different. You've got so, so much, mate. The, the thing is, there's so much goodwill from from the terraces. There's so much goodwill from ex-pros who haven't been there in fucking ages under Ashley who have come back. Just tap into a little bit of that and then speed up the recruitment process. Speed up the putting the, 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 the new corporate team in place, the new footballing team in place, the new coaches. But tap into what you've got. You're not telling me that... Uh, Rob Lee sitting down with Sean Longstaff can't be can't be uh, beneficial to the lad because it, it must be. I'd love to sit down and listen to Rob Lee talk uh, football, talk tactics. I'd love to be able to hear uh, David Ginola. David Ginola, can't you get him on the training pitch again? If you're working with a St Maximum or somebody like that, it's got to, it's got to lift the players up, mate. Yeah. It's got, got to try something else. But I just thought, look, they're all stood round there doing now. <laughs> You know, just desperate for 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 something because I know people are saying, "Look, oh, we get relegated, we'll come back up." Blah blah. I don't want to get relegated, mate. No, I want to stay in the Premier League and stay in the Premier League. Reason have a good go the transfer market because it sets all back two or three years if we go down at the Championship, and that's a good point to make. I was going to ask it like later on the podcast, but I might as well bring it up now since it's like since we're talking about it. But people, are, a lot of people are saying relegation would give we a good chance to rebuild. And, and let the owner sort out the situation. But at the same time, they don't. I don't think they have plans to get relegated. And to be honest, like you've said, I don't think I don't think relegation is is the right answer because the championship is a hard league to get out of, and you have would have yeah, to. That, that current team, mate. That current team right now, barring Maxi and 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 Wilson being able to score the goals, it's not championship level, mate. No. That defense, that defense at the minute would not get through the championship. That no. midfield would not get into the championship either. Are you so, telling I mean, me Maxi would stay in the championship because Maxi would stay in the championship? Yeah. He's pissed out. He's got forty goals. Callum Wilson, I don't think would stay around. So you'd lose Wilson. You're going to lose your better players. You're going to lose Wilson. You're going to lose Saint Maximin. You'd lose Debravka. Uh, yeah, you lose uh, Debravka. Um, and th- those, th- I mean, you're scratching around after then, aren't you? You really, really are. Uh, you'd lose Miggy. I don't think Miggy would end up staying uh, as well. And then the players that you've got left are the likes of Paul Dummett, who's consistently and continuously injured despite using up a squad place and hasn't played yeah. this season since pre-season. Only played 16 times last season. Uh, we've got lots of players like this. Um, I mean, I'm sc- I was screaming out, um, if I had a fit Paul Dummett at the moment, I'd throw Paul Dummett in. Because 100%. It just is is just not seemingly fit. And you think, oh, he's getting back to fitness. He's getting back to fitness. You receive positive information from Bruce or whoever previously, and um, then all of a sudden, he's, he's nowhere to be seen. He's still a couple of weeks away before he's back on 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 the on the on the park, but before he's back on the grass, um, it's just a difficult, difficult situation. But that's what I'm saying. I think we need to just tap into different things and try and think about things in, in, in different ways and ultimately then Stavely and the rest of the consortium. And I know uh, our, our chairman's not been very well, has he? He's been suffering from COVID. And that's probably, again, not helped. But they've got to understand, mate, that uh, in business, you, you, you take your time and you make the right appointments. 
uh, in football, you need to have a clear plan, a plan and vision and this is how we're going to play and this is how we're going to operate. And I understand that's all getting put in at the moment and that's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited about it. But, mate, we need a couple of short-term quick fixes uh, and one yeah. definitely being the manager. Look, Spurs have sacked Nuno today after, what, four months, which I find is shocking, may I just say. There are a couple of points off the European places, the eighth in the league or whatever. Um, Paul, no, 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 no. Paul, he's a nice man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he, he has, he has. He's got rid of him. But he's a nice man. He's been fired. He is such a nice man. Such a nice man. But the Conde is coming in uh, this evening for advanced talks with Spurs. So that's less than 24 hours. Now, I don't for a second want us to be anything like Daniel Levy uh, and, and, and Spurs because I, I mean that terrible treatment of a nice man mind Paul it is, it replacing is. him and, and hounding him out <laughs> I mean that is so bad the, the, the bastards build him uh, uh, terrible I, know. I mean they threatened his family and, and called him and called him really bad names because well that'll, that'll be coming out uh, shortly whether, whether they've done it or not but um it's it just goes to show you, mate. Though the the speed, I mean, the Premier League this this day. I mean, you look at Watford; they've got a revolving door. Spurs, they've got a revolving door. At Newcastle, I think we are trying to do it a different way, and I want my football club to take informed, careful decisions and plan stuff out and stuff. If it had been the summer uh, that this had gone through, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be sitting here slightly stressed. Trying to pull out what little hair left I've a little hair I've got left, <laughs> but we're balls deep made into a relegation battle, and we are in a relegation battle. And looking down the barrel as well. Yeah, every game that goes past is one. It's just one more rung on. You know, I think we're something like the sixteenth worst team at this stage in in history, and we've done it before. We've got out of similar situations before, but I would just say that. When we've done this previously, we've played virtually all the top teams and that's why we were in that position and we had some favourable matches coming up. Yes, we've got a couple of, on paper, decent-looking games coming up, but it's not in the same quantity as what we've had previously. So the, the pressure is on, mate. The pressure is on the players. The pressure is on the coaches, or you know, it should be on the coaches. Uh, I think some of the coaches are uh, ready for their payoff and ready to go into the sunset a bit like Bruce. Um the pressure has to be on the consortium. The know they've got to get it get it right. I, I don't... I mean, if we go down, we're going to have another season where we've got to recruit the likes of uh, Grant Hanley 2.0, uh, Leon Best 2.0, and, and then you get promoted, uh, hopefully Touchwood, and then you've got to get rid of all those players, and then you're trying to persuade potentially fantastic players to come in to a newly promoted team. It, I don't know. I, I just think... We need to stave off relegation. And also, mate, as well, it will be the laughing stock. At the moment, it's already well, the league leaders versus the richest club in the world. Well, that may be technically right, but we all know that the players who are on the pitch at the moment don't represent the new ownership and this, that, and the other. So it's it, the media against us, opposition fans, which you only have to see in the Sellers Park crowd, are against us. Everybody wants us to fail, mate. We just can't. We can't give them what they want. And I can't no. wait till the day that we are, hopefully, very shortly, uh, able to put up a heck of a lot more of a, a, a team on the Yeah, because that, that that that's a good point, mate. I mean, like 
we're all in we're all in the shit at the minute and we're gonna have to drag our way out of it and the the question is because we're, we're the last two games is evidence clearly that the old coaching team need to go. Obviously, Graham Jones can offer some insight and it has a good relationship with most of the team, barring he's scrapped with Dwight Gale. Um, barring that, he's got a good relationship with the players, so that's that's good, but we need a new manager and we need one quickly. But the question is, like, with the 10 games I think we've got left between now and the January transfer window, can we, can we get to January being in touch with the rest? Because we're already six points adrift. Like, if we can get to January in, we're, what, 15, 20 points adrift? There's no one going to want to join to try and get 10 wins out the last 15 games. It's not going to happen. Like You've got to be real, haven't you, mate? You've got to be yeah. real. These players have to, have to start producing the goods. They played fantastically, you know, they paid fantastically well. Uh, they're loved by the fans. They're idolised by the fans. Um, and they've got to give a little something back. We have got fixtures coming up, mate where we should be able to get points made. But look, to win a football match, mate, you've got to create chances. To win a football match, you need to be taking shots at goal. Yeah, You need to be scoring goals. You need to have the right players fit in the right positions. So we can't be messing around, but we've got to actually play some, some football. We've got to trust these lads, the professional footballers, they should want to play. Probably. Um, Football. Instead, you see them stood there and they're jumping up on the fucking spot. Three of them, and it it it's just like it. Oh, it, it's I, I I totally get the quality of the opposition that even week in and week out they are playing. It's such a high level. It's so hard. But we've seen that these players, these are the same players, mate. We've had for so so long. They can do it. Um, it's about organisation. Look at how Rafa used to micromanage each and every one of them. You have the cells screaming all the time. Rafa from the side screaming. You've just scored a goal. No, I want you to do this. This is how I want you to improve. This is how I want you to play the next 10 minutes of this game. I don't want you to make these runs. I want you to make this runs. I want you to pass in this certain, you know, I want us to be really compact for the next 10 minutes. You would micromanage every little section and chunk of the, of the football game. Um and we need we need some of that micromanagement. We, we need, need we need we need formation, really, don't we? We do. We need we need we need some quality out there. All the other things, mate, are so exciting about the future. Potentially a new training ground. Potentially St James's Park expanded. Potentially fantastic. We've got a link today with uh, Van der Beek uh, and players like that. We've had been linked with so many players and stuff like this. It's all so exciting, but then you look at the current predicament and then you look six points drift. Look, if we go away this weekend, mate, and get a, a victory over uh, over over Brighton uh, and then Leeds uh, fluff the lines and then we do something in the following game against Brentford at St. James's Park, things can look really different really, really quickly. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. There's, there's ways to get out of this really, really uh, quickly, but it starts with the players having more than 21% possession. It starts with creating more chances. It starts with creating uh, more chances, taking more shots at goal, scoring more goals. It's not going to be through, let's try and keep it tight. And I understand we've, we've not kept a clean sheet all season. Uh, we've not kept a clean sheet while Dubravka has been away, really, uh, this season. But we've got Dubravka coming back. We've got some cracking players across the park. We've got a couple of players who are bang out of, uh, of form. 
but form is temporary, class is surely permanent. Um, so can we not get something more out of them? Can we not play um give like, like we said before, play play a compact couple in central midfield because we saw terrible uh play your free at the back if that's what you want to do, but go go ahead and have those really tight, compact shape at the back to protect us, but then just just bomb on, bomb on with with a, a Jacob Murphy who's got a goal in him, he's got a cross in him, he's got pace. Jamal, mate, Liverpool were after him. Liverpool were desperate for him. So there the is word. a there is a player there, mate. There's a Cold player that's international. You've got a Swiss international, mate, sat on the bench doing fuck all, doing fuck all. Uh, and I just like, think it's just a case of playing to our strengths, mate. Like obviously, I'm not a not a football manager or anything. I'm just a fucking average Joe. You know what I mean? But like for me, it's clear as day what what our strengths are, and that's our wing play. But we don't play with wingers. We we'll play free, flat free in midfield with no energy, hoping to boot yeah. the ball. Maximin, who was at the weekend facing Rudiger, who's double his height, so he's he's going to win in the air, no problem at all. Like. Because obviously we've got to get to January in a short term case we've got to get to January so we can buy some players. As obviously we've been linked with Van der Beek, we've been linked with Tony Cross, we've been linked with everyone. But like none of them are realistically going to come to Newcastle if we're ten points adrift come yeah come the end of come the end of December. Like against Chelsea, we showed absolutely nothing at all. We didn't want to compete with Chelsea. We didn't. We stood off them. They played well for 10 minutes and they scored. They ran off Lascelles. They ran off Clark. They made it very easy. So these players, like you say, have got to, have got to go up and work great. And like you've mentioned a couple of the young'uns. For me, it might be worth bringing them in, some of the defenders, some of the midfielders, because Paul, they can't do any worse. The, app, the, the current team look devoid of ideas, look devoid, devoid of any effort. Any, you know, they're not, they just don't look present. And the two last two home games I've been to, atmosphere-wise, have been absolutely insane. And yeah. this, they're not going up that extra level. They're not cr- closing down the, the, the play. They're not trying to close down Chelsea, the, the opposition. They were just happy to sit in their own half. And it's just too comfortable for me. Like They've got to try and make something happen. Like Even previously, mate, prior to that, the, the tactic of get the ball and hit it towards Joe Linton and let Joe Linton win the header, but then lose possession constantly. And it's like, goodness me, we've barely got a plan A, never mind plan B, C, D or E. And we we have gone from a micromanager in Rafa Benitez to um, a back well, the fact, yeah, uh, to Steve Bruce to... Now we've got a, a situation where we've got the majority of the coaching team, obviously that's Steve Castle, who know they are going to be out of a job. They couldn't be asked. They want their payoff. They want to go and watch cricket in Dubai. They want to, to, to you know, to fuck off and get ready for the next opportunity when Steve Bruce phones up and says, "Lads, I've been contacted by a football club in League One or something like that." So they they want. They want that. They want their payoff. Steve, they've seen Steve Bruce get an eight million pound payoff. They will want their payoff, and I just don't think the hearts and stuff are in it. Uh, and that's why I was talking before about using the uh, the ex pros of the club and stuff like that. It's it's at the moment it's all hands on on deck, and I'm sure that if the club went and approached these players, um, yeah, I, I can spend a day or two. I can come up and I can do some work with a, a Rob Lee could do work with a Sean Longstaff. Um, you know, so something like that just to get it in. Even players like Jeremy, even Jeremy's been in the paper, mate, saying, look, I'll come up and help you in the interim. Uh, I'll Funny. do it for the charge. These are players, mate, 
these are ex-players who've come from all around the world who've got the bug. They've been bitten by the Newcastle United bug and they want the best, best for the club. And I just think that some of these players speaking to these lads, I don't know, they might get an extra 5%, but it's that extra 5% that I, might just keep us in the fight. With Jeremy, like, I remember Jeremy when he played for Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take his advice and, uh, yeah, and go down the A1 where Steve Bruce is <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> no, not Jeremy. I'll take a Rob Lee, I'll take a David Ginola, David Batty, any of them, but yeah. we can hit the road. Like, <laughs> it's, it is good though, like how so many ex professionals have come out of the woodwork. It's again, it's fantastic to see because that's what we, we want our club to be about community. We want it to be like a, like a family. And I've and I've talked before, both on Mankai 24 7 and previously on uh, Newcastle Fans TV about a Geordie DNA. Um, and I'm really, really passionate about that. It, it should be that family ethos and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, getting the next professionals into roles, into an ambassador, into doing a little bit of coaching work. And wouldn't it be fantastic for a Stevenson if he got a day's coaching of Alan Shearer? What's that going to do for you? What, what, what What's it going to make you feel like if you're a Callum Wilson even, sat and you're getting coached off Alan Shearer? You know, it's little things like that. It might just give them a little bit of a, a, a boost, a little bit of a lift. It's something for different advantage, advantages. Couple that with some formation changes. Fuck me. Work on some set pieces, please. Oh, Lord. Some fucker at the club, work on some set pieces because we are awful at corners. We are terrible at free kicks. We can't beat the first bastard man. We're terrible uh, at as well. Oh. Like, over those two games, man, I don't think we've put the ball like passes wise five times. Yeah, I don't think the strong five passes together. Like, and the table, five. mate. The, look, just look. I mean, Alan St. Maximum, who wouldn't want him in, in from the rest of the competition? Who wouldn't want him in the team? Callum Wilson. Um, I think he could go to any of the top teams, the really, really top elite big teams, as we've been told previously, and he would yeah. make them better. Uh, he would make them better. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, th- these these are good players. Sean Longstaff, not long ago, was getting linked with 30, 40 million pound transfers to Manchester United. Isaac Hayden was on the cusp, we all felt, not too long ago, of an England call-up. We were all saying it. And anybody who says they weren't is, is, <laughs> is, is, is lying. Jamal Lascelles, again, there was talk about England call-ups and stuff at some point. So these are players who have it in them They've just been bruised, and we've got to unbruise them. But you can't unbruise them with Bruce's mates coaching them. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that, that's that's just how I feel. And um, yeah. the, the pressure is on, mate. We need. You kept thinking even after the weekend before. There's going to be got to be an announcement this weekend. There's got to be communication by the club and stuff. And there just hasn't been. And I appreciate totally. Like everything's a fucking mess at Newcastle. There's been so many small little companies set up and it's going to take a lot of sorting out. And I really feel for the, for the new owners and stuff coming in and they've got nothing but my admiration and respect. Yeah, but they're, they're going to I'll need lead them to make the managerial appointment and the coaching uh, appointment. They need to make it like yesterday. It's been, yeah. what, it's two and a bit weeks now. It feels like a lifetime. It really, really does. Yeah, um, yeah. But I would, just, I would just plead with them to make... Um, a sensible decision. And I think whoever it is, mate, look, it's like the wheel of bastard fortune, whoever is the next favourite of the bookies and stuff like that, whether it's Martinez or whether it's uh, Unai Emery, the next Arsenal uh, boss, 
whether it's Fonseca, whether it's that uh, Favre, uh, whether it's Eddie Howe, whoever it is, mate, we're all going to get behind him. A million percent will be oh, behind him. Yeah. Positivity, everybody will be behind the person that they pick. Everybody's behind Stavely in the consortium from inside the club. Yes, there's all the hate from the outside and all the noise and this, that, and the other, and people trying to mix politics and football up, which, which never particularly works. Um, but whoever it is, mate, we're going to give them 100%. And it's got to be better than Steve Bruce and Steve Castle, mate. It's got to be. Got well, to it can't be. be any worse, mate, let's be honest, in terms of a coaching standpoint. Nah. But before we're like going to the, the manager stuff, because obviously there's there's so many names being spoke about, I don't think the media can make heads or tails of it, or nor can the bookies, because there's that, that's the surprise, man, the bookies. There's there's a surprise there's a surprise popping up one minute and and then someone else and then someone else's name and then someone's nailed on for the job and then all of a sudden not. But we'll get to that in a minute. But in terms of between now and January, formation wise, with this current set of players made, how would you look to set up? Because for me, like we don't have much quality in the midfield. It's clear as day. So the next best thing, you are. It it, it it might it might be. Let's try to get this on the camera. It might be. It might be Rafa Benitez. Yet <laughs> the Wolves are beating them two 0 at the moment. So it might even be Rafa, which obviously is there was always their number one target, wasn't it? But obviously Rafa is going to be getting even more hate from the uh, Evertonians if that result stays the same. It's two uh, nil uh, just at half time to Wolves. They're away. It's a big and mate, and how how how, how they set up because I I just think mate he had, he had a free hit against Chelsea. Nobody expected them to do jack shit against Chelsea. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him go for it a little bit more. You're a Geordie. You've got fifty thousand Geordies behind you. Mate, Nobody would think any different of you, mate. But I tell you what, I'd give you major respect for changing it up and for going at it and saying, look, I tried, lads, I tried. Um. I see what he was trying to do, keep it tight for 65 minutes and then bring on some flair players and stuff. But um, I just don't think we've got the squad to be able to, well, we'll keep it tight for 65 minutes and we'll bring these players on and we'll win it. I just don't think that's, I think we've got to play our best players possible. Um, I, I want to see Dubravka back. I want to see Cher back. I want to see Fernandez back. I want to see Lewis given a, a, a try. I want to see Jacob Murphy back in because when he's played, yes, he's had one or two dodgy performances, but he's also had one or two very good performances and he's got a goal in him. Um, mm. So I, I would like to see that. Um, the midfield is really, really difficult because let's face it, we, we've just got not a great deal and a lot of much of a muchness in, but we've certainly got Joe Willick, who I think, uh, yes, he hasn't had much pre-season. I understand you took him out to protect him a little bit. But he's a £25 million player and he's a potential game difference type player. Um, and you've got to give him that. You, you, so you've, again, I, I would want him to, uh, him to be involved and I would like to see two up front. I'd like to see Dwight Gill be given a chance because, yeah, he's not he's not the world's best. I think we all know that. Um, but look, last was it last uh, last campaign when he was brought back in when, after the restart? Yeah. He went on a little bit of a run, mate. He's got that in him. He's got that in him. Um, so, yeah, and I'd like to see St. Maximum played as an actual winger and out wide as opposed to as a central striker. Because I, I just, I think he gets, he gets kicked lumps out of him. And I don't think we've seen the best of him recently. I think he's really dropped off because he's, he's with that far, 
we need we need pushed up and we just can't have him just literally getting kicked all the time he's got to have a little bit of a free roll starting from out wide um and i also think as well miggy coming back in for his work rate not only going forward and his driving determination and this that and the other but his ability to run uh, backwards a little bit more which is, again i think we've we've missed i'm not saying he's perfect miggy but you know I, i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of miggy and stuff as well uh, so i'd like to see uh, miggy back in and uh, I, I look if he's going to persevere with the five at the back i would like to see uh, share uh, fernandez and i think you've got to keep lascelles in because who else have you got let's be honest um so i think th them three i think the wing backs i'd like to see them changed up uh, and I'd also like to see Matt Ritchie play at least some of the game in his traditional uh, attack and midfielder uh, pose. If he can create, if he can have, if he can create chances made from defence, can he do even more if he's pushed further forward? And you've not got the liability at the back, which, as much as we like, I think we're both Matt Ritchie fans. We love Matt Ritchie, um, but every opposition manager just knows. Get at Newcastle's fullbacks, you'll get crosses in, and you'll create chances. And you can't afford me at this league. I don't care if you're playing Brentford, Watford, Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool. That everyone, it's they've got quality players in mate who can punish you. So yeah, you can't afford to take the, the, the foot the foot off the gas. So yeah, make those changes. I'd like to see a change of formation. I'd like to go to four at the back. I'd like to push extra bodies forward. I'd like us to create more. I'd like us to score more and to try and outscore some of these um, games coming up. Because if we sit back for 65, 70 minutes against Norwich, mate, look, the pre-season game was a classic example of that. Yes, it come good in the end, but it shouldn't be so squeaky bum all the time. No. Let these lads, let these lads play football and let's see what they're made of. Let's try something different, mate. Well, I agree with that, and I, I've I've thought a little bit about this. To be fair, and, and I'd kind of go with this. I'd go for four two three one. Um, I'd play a back four of Manquillo, um, Shea Fernandez, and then I played. I bring in Jamal Lewis at left back. I think you. I think we've got to go for back four. I think the midfield. There's not enough energy in the midfield to warrant playing a flat three. Yeah. They don't offer anything. There's. It's no good playing threes as a centre midfielder because. For us, like if he's a centre midfielder, I'm an astronaut. Like, he's not a midfielder. Um, for me, we haven't got quality in the midfield, so I would go with energy. I would go and get yeah. my young staff from um, Aberdeen. He's doing well at Aberdeen. I go, I go and get him back because he offers a bit of energy, something the midfield does not have currently. I'd put Joe Willock next to him in the midfield as your two midfielders. Uh, if one of them is not fit for whatever reason, I'd go Hayden. Um. And then further forward, I'd probably have Maximin in his actual position on the wing. I'd have Fraser on the wing. You've got options in Murphy in that as well. You play to your strengths, the wide players. Miggy in his actual position in the number 10, number 10. which he's been at his best for Newcastle. It makes sense. Plus, and internationally as well, mate. He's got the work rate to get back and help those midfielders when they're needed. So you've got a triangle free 
of of Willock, Matty Longstaff, and, and and Miggy, and then you've got a bit. You've got a midfield three that that can run, can can get amongst it in the midfield. Willock can pass well. He proved that against Aston Villa. Matty can get in between the lanes well and tackle. So you've got it. You've got a midfield. You've got a foundation there of energy trying to get forward and trying to cause something. Something the other midfielders just cannot do. They haven't got the energy. Then you've got you've you've got your pace on the wings with your with Murphy or Maximin or or Fraser. Go with whatever one you want. Each of the three of them will make a difference. Or even go with Matt Ritchie. I'm getting ready for Joe Linton up top in this. Yeah, I wouldn't go with Joel. <laughs> but like, you, you can have Matt Ritchie who can cross a ball. Uh, you can go with Murphy. You can go with Fraser. You can go with Maxi. Go with any of the four, mate. The four decent wingers there. Use them. Stop playing this centre midfield shit because it's not fucking working and it will never work until the cows come home. So you've got to play with wingers. That's what I would go with. And then up front, you've got Colin Wilson, an easy number nine. Can, if you get him service, he'll get your goals. He's had no service this season, and he's still scored four goals and six starts. So what are you what are you waiting for? Get him the ball, and he'll get your goals. And even then, if you kind of get him in, and he's injured for whatever reason, you can alternate. You can play Joe Linton, and even with the even with the wingers in behind uh, causing problems, you, you get him service. Or even if you don't want to go with Joe Linton, if that's too much of a risk, you go with Dwight Gale, and I think that's he's a. He's a solid option if you give him service. He's a goal poacher. He can get you a couple of goals a season. So they... again, he needs crosses, mate. He need he needs those crosses, and that's what you're saying. Wing play, get fire some bloody crosses in. Uh, some of the time and it's so frustrating, mate, because like for us at St James's Park, pre-game the work on firing crosses in and getting on the end of chances. Yet during the game, they don't get out wide. They don't get the crosses in enough. Look, look at that goal, mate, against Spurs. The Callum Wilson one. Fuck me. Perfect. Get yep. the ball out. Get it in. Into the danger area. And Callum Wilson, nine times out of ten, will do the rest, mate. He will? But, yeah. I totally, totally would agree with that uh, formation. Um, and, again, you're changing it up, mate. You're changing it up. You're not going for what's what's failing us uh, time and time and time again. And you know what? Some of them players that you would have to take out and then probably bench realise that there is standards and there is ex- expectations. We've yeah. had Jamal Lewis, uh, Jamal Lewis, we had Jamal Lascelles come out recently and said it's difficult to play at St. James, St. James's Park and this, that, and the other. You know what? The thing is, when the players are all given the, the, the most, you look at these last two games, you've got, an, you can see there's an own other cares. I think Graham Jones is passionate about the club and the city. You tell her that he cares. Look, the positive energy made from the crowd coming down to the pitch, if that doesn't get the hairs on the back of your neck standing up and make you feel an inch or two taller, and if that doesn't get you an extra 5-10%, I just don't think you should be playing football. It's an amazing place to be able to play football. uh, 52,000 crammed in, every box sold out, every seat sold out. Um, Yeah. You've got to take that energy and use it as a as a as a positive vessel to be able to to, to scare the opposition to get forward. But at the moment, mate, we're just a joke because how many times you sit, like you, you'll sit there and you go, look again, we've conceded the same goal. The goals that we concede, you can look at you can look at the game and you can say, look, well, we conceded that goal against Southampton. We conceded that exact same goal against West Ham, and so on and so forth. It's yeah. a copy job all of the time. We have been found out by other managers, but just remember: look at look at David Moyes, look at uh, Vieira, 
look at Potter, what a manager coming in with new coaching ideas and new strategy and, and playing players in different places, what they can do. Don't give up hope. We can turn this around. If a Vieira can come in and change around Hodgson Ball in no time at all, if Potter can come in and do what he's done with Brighton, getting them, you know, really quite far up the table. If, you know, these players can come in and, and, and so if these managers can come in and have that much of an effect, if we make the right recruitment choices now, don't give up hope. We can still survive. Um, we can. We can. It's a diff- We don't do very well down at Brighton. We haven't got more Dame to uh, absolutely <laughs> muller them, right? We haven't got Dame. get him. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not giving up uh, hope. I'm certainly really, really positive. Um, yeah, but they've got to make the right decision. Opportunity in the past two weeks. We've, mi- we've missed an opportunity, but at the same time, um, there's lots of reasons to be positive about the future. Ignore the saltiness from the other fans. A lot of it's jealousy. Even the reporters think about who this, who they support, what their angle is, this, that, and the other, mate. There's room for optimism. We've got a game this weekend. We don't do well down at Brighton, but, mate, who, who's to say that we couldn't pull a result out? The other teams lose, and we knock that uh, gap down to three points, and then we've got a game against Brentford coming up at home, which with the greatest of respect, we should be targeting three points on. We've, but we've got Norwich coming up. We've got, you know, it, things could look a little bit, a lot better very, very quickly. So don't give up hope and remain positive. But let's hope that some of these things that we've discussed today are certainly going through the through the through the mind and the thought of of uh, you know Graham Jones and he's trying to perhaps think, look, it hasn't worked so far. What can I do? It's a little bit different. Um, to, to give you know it'll be another uh, sold out away and down at Brighton at the weekend, uh, and then send the Newcastle fans into the international break with <sighs> at least a point, hopefully with three points, get the monkey off our back. Now we need three now. Come in. I think one's enough. Three points. Well, we if, if we draw and teams above, we pick up three points again. That's it's eight. Could be eight mm. nine points at the weekend, and that's crazy. They've got to win, man. They've got to win yeah. no matter what. They've got to win the game. Yeah, um, just think that there still is lots of things to be positive and hopeful about. So, oh, in the grand scheme of yeah. things, I might yeah, actually yeah, that's the that's a Christmas present in itself for the next 10 20 years. But, like, in the short term, can you can this Newcastle team stay up because it's currently an absolute mess? And it's like mm. we need to get to January in a situation where we can sign a couple of players to be enough to take over the line and to get onto the get onto the manager search, mate. There's so many names being linked. Benitez obviously has been linked. He seems to be the one that they're not giving up hope on, according to reports. Fonseca, Eddie Howe, Den Haag at Ajax, uh, Fravre, Gerard Lampard, Unai Emery, uh, Roberto Martinez, uh, Nuno been sacked. Like there's uh, there's so many names that's been linked. The media don't know what's going on. Like the 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 bookies don't know who to go for. This is very under wraps. Like it is, isn't it? It's very unusual for the bookies, mate, to not know what is is going on. And you, you get you get claim on social media. Or Unai Emery is the favourite, and then literally a couple of hours later, that gets uh, debunked. Roberto Martinez is the favourite. He's only a two million pound compensation payout. That then gets debunked, so on and so forth. 
I've never known a managerial thing like it. Look at Spurs today. They sacked the manager. They get rid of Nuno. They're going to be bringing in Conte within literally probably the space of 48 hours. Um, you know, we are looking to do this definitely differently. Um, and I think the fan base is still carrying the frustrations of the previous ownership uh, with them, but it's so, so difficult. We obviously, we try to bring you what's, what's out there at the moment. What is the current news or rumor or speculation or anything else like that. But um, it, the, the truth of the matter is, mate, it could be any one of them or somebody totally left field. I mean, there was the Saudi lad who was linked, wasn't it? And that turned out to be a hoax from some lead supporters. Uh, I think free you know, UFC 360 reported it. Um, and then it was found out to be um, that they'd been hoaxed and this, that, and the other. Um, so it's it's so difficult. Yeah, it's 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 so difficult. And um, look, I'd be happy with, with any any of the names that are being linked. I will be happy, and I will get behind because it's clearly the choice of the you know the consortium. They are going to back this person to the hill. They're going to give them every opportunity and resource to be able to do the job. Um, so whoever it is, it may not be my cup of tea, it may not have been my choice, uh, but the way I look at it, anybody, anybody, the tea lady, um, the cleaner, the janitor, uh, the grounds person, anybody would be better than Steve Bastard Bruce. Yeah, for so, sure. <laughs> well, he's gone, mate. He's gone. Ding dong. Um, in terms, of, in terms so, of the money, well, the main thing is Bruce is gone for sure, and anything's an upgrade, I think. But there is a couple of names I do want to tick off this list of managers, mate, because I think Fonseca will go to Tottenham. If if it weren't for a work permit last summer, he would have been Tottenham manager already. So for me, I think Fonseca will go to Tottenham. I think he, if if it's not Antonio Conte, it will definitely be Fonseca. That's get that gets but he's, he's cancelled. He had a speaking arrangement uh, this evening in uh, Lisbon. And he's cancelled that at, at, at literally the last minute. So, again, speculation says that um, it's either for the Spurs or the Newcastle uh, United manager's position that he's cancelled that for. So you, you don't cancel things at the last minute like that unless there is something major um, in, you know, in, in the offing. And you, you wouldn't be surprised if, if he, he could turn up at Newcastle, he could turn up at Spurs quite easily. But yeah. uh, I think Conte is still, I think, their number one choice at the moment. And he's he's flown into London to speak to them, um, but like you said, he was Fonseca was really. We all thought he was Spurs manager in the summer, uh, as their search went on from sixth, seventh, eighth choice, or whatever. Um, but again, Fonseca, Fonseca ball after Bruce Ball, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I uh, I think for me it's got a I don't think Fonseca will take it, mate. Like I explained on the True Faith podcast that I went on last week, um that Fonseca will be a weird decision to go for. Just his style of football, mate. Like at the minute where our team's so unfit. I think the first couple of games under Fonseca will get a good hiding, to be honest. Um just with like the high press football that he yeah, played. Yeah, so it'll be it'd be like a it'll be a weird decision but i think it would take time for his philosophy to be put in place like, i think he's a 
manager you bring in in the summer. So for me, I think I think Fonseca's off that list. Den Haag at, at Ajax, I don't think he's won. Uh, Fabrice went pretty quiet, so I don't think he'll get it. Gerard Lampard, I don't think they're I jazz either. I think uh, Gerard would jump at it, mate. I, I think he, if he was offered it, I think he would jump at it. Um, I think Favre, he came and he did a very similar job in Germany, didn't he? He yeah. took a struggling team round. Uh, he established uh, them, you know, and and kept them in the league, and then he went on to better things uh, next uh, season. So you can perhaps see how that that could work at Newcastle. It's a very similar uh, position, but uh, again, they've not got the Premier League experience, and that's the thing you worry about, isn't it? If Mourinho was available, if Rafa was available, you would perhaps say you might be half an hour in leading uh, candidates, yeah. Uh, I think the Scousers are turning up outside of his house at the moment, but um, I think Rafa, Rafa would have been fantastic. You know, Man, got a spot for I Rafa. think, I think but, if Rafa sucked as Everton manager, I think he'd be Newcastle manager within a week. I yeah. think, I think the consortium would abandon all plans what they've got manager wise, and they just approach Rafa straight away because mm. he was their number one choice. Like Rafa's the reason Stavely was ever involved. Um, like for me, Rafa like, would be the main one to go for. He's got the best connection with the fans and they, and the players, mate. He knows yeah, the players and, and he knows the majority of the players. So for me, I think I think Rafa will be the first person to go for. He's got the experience and and I think Rafa will be the easiest fit because he knows the players. So I think if Benitez gets sacked, I think he'd be Newcastle manager in a week. Um, yeah. and they'll appoint all of his stuff that he wants as well uh, from the club so it's it'll be all up in the air for if I get sacked I don't think Nuno will take the job I think it's too short term for him um, but for me I think it comes down to the four names I think it, Benitez if he gets sacked Eddie Howe uh, Unai Emery and and Martinez, uh, the Belgian manager. Yeah. For me, I think out the four of them, I think if Rafa was to, be, to become available, I think that's the best fit, short term and long term for Newcastle. Uh, so my personal choice would be Rafa out of those. But if if it was to be an Unai Emery, I'd be happy with that as well because he can mobilise a team. Martinez has the experience to keep a team up. He's done it all weekend in and the he's past. He's worked with Graham Jones before. Although, although he's not a defensively apt manager he could bring something out with the forward players uh, he did that well, my, my worry with him mate my worry there's two, I've got two problems with Martinez and I know they might sound a bit petty but first of all his defence of that McManaman when he did Hadare and broke his leg his defence of that he's, he's stuck in my eyes dropped a lot then and he's had Belgium's golden generation and he's not exactly He's not exactly done loads, but I know that that McManaman one was years and years ago when he was Wigan manager. Um, for those of you that can't remember or haven't seen it, watch the challenge and then listen to uh, Martinez speak after the game. And I was absolutely spitting mad at the time. Listen, if he was to get the job, I'd get behind him. Um, it just wouldn't be my particular choice. I, I agree with you. Uh, if oh, it was available, it's a Rafa would be the important choice straight away. Yeah. But, but yeah, if Rafa gets sacked, then that, I think that's the one to go for 100%. But uh, either that, or if they want to go for a different approach, Unai Emery would be a great choice as well. I know he didn't yeah. do great at Arsenal, but I think if he had time and backing at Arsenal, he would be he'd be yeah. all right. So for me, the thing is, it's a, it's a similar situation to when Moyes came in after Ferguson. 
uh, replacing somebody like Wenger uh, coming in straight away, um, I think is 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 difficult. I think it was a difficult situation, but mate, the man's CV is absolutely fantastic. He's a winner. What's he won? 10, 11 cups competitions and stuff like that. He's won about five year wafer cups. Yeah, so he's got to be in double figures, hasn't he, for for trophies and stuff like that over his managerial career. So I think he's uh, I think he's the right type of caliber of manager to bring us up to that next level um, and get us playing some decent football. Uh, bringing these coaches as well, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be very keen on keen on him. But obviously, again, comes back to if Rafa's available, Rafa for most of us would be the choice. I know they say don't go back, uh, mate, but I think with Rafa Benitez, I think he's the he's the exception. He is the exception. Hundred yeah, percent. So we're both going for Rafa if he gets sacked. If not, out to Unai Emery. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah for, for sure. That's how I was. Uh, let, us, let, let us know yours if you're watching on my YouTube, go in the comments, or if if leave if not, leave a comment on my Facebook uh, from yeah. the Spotify or uh, podcast side, whatever you however you intake this podcast. But in terms of in terms of that, mate, at the minute, like but that's that's pretty much everything. Um it's obviously we're in the Maya at the minute. We need a new manager, we need one fast. But going into the going into the weekend, it's uh, obviously in the in the bigger picture things, things are things are rosy, no more Mike Ashley and no more Steve Bruce, but the it is gonna take a long time to fix that problem. Training ground needs restored and and, and like a lot of things need fixed and these owners, these new owners need time, but it's just obviously that it's just a case of I feel like we've got to get this season out of the way mm-hmm. first. Yeah, De- definitely. And, and I would say everyone as well. I know they're on social media when you're owners, but I wouldn't be bombarding them with questions or you know when are we going to be told yet or this that and the other. They know that the fans want to know about the new manager. They know, and from what everything I've read, they are working morning, noon, and night seven days a week to be able to fix the mess. But this is 14 years of Mike Ashley. This is dealing with Lee Charney still. So, yeah, you know they they're, they're doing it with one anti behind the back. They've never run a football club before. I think they'll put fantastic executives in charge. People who will drive change and bring expectation and standards at Newcastle United, which have never been there. Um, for, you know, for for a long, long time. So we do. There is room for positivity. There is room for hope. Future will be better, but this is a little bit of. It's a little bit like taking our medicine for the time being, but uh, let's just pray, mate, that, that one night this week, hopefully shortly, that an announcement is made on the managerial position at Newcastle. That would be fantastic. It would. It would be excellent. I hope by the time we do this next podcast next Monday night, we're we're, we're there or thereabouts with it, yeah. and we've got something to celebrate with three points at Brighton. Three both. points and a new manager that would, would do nicely. Yeah, that it would do nicely. But it's just over there as well. Thanks for bearing with us as well, everyone. It's been a it's been a weird couple of weeks, <laughs> um, trying to find my feet a little bit. As I say at the top of the podcast, uh, every Monday now we're going to be doing the podcast. I feel Thursday is just a bit too late in the week, and um, yeah. not as many people as we like we regularly get a certain amount of years listening and it was it was down from like you the usual like amount so um i don't want people that listen to it regularly and like listening to a, to miss out on a podcast i think it's not like a good like 
not relevant or anything <laughs> it, later in the week because you already were already talking about the next game by the time that podcast was to drop. So uh, I'm waffling at this point anyway. But it's just Monday, uh, Monday about ten o'clock. It be released every week. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned for that. Um, but a massive thank you for those sticking with on the socials as well. Uh, yeah, Instagram, we appreciate it. Uh, Facebook has been has been doing excellently. Um, really happy with how they've been going. Loads of people getting involved in comments and people following me and stuff. It means a hell of a lot to her um, over the last yeah so it's been unbelievable like over over twenty thousand across the board which is fucking insane um i mean numbers doesn't really matter but when like you get little milestones like oh, it's 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 nice and yeah. it's just a reminder that the like just communicating with fans and stuff has always been the best way forward for me and i think no regret yeah. from from um the past and stuff and stuff like that but a massive thank you to everyone for stick up sticking with we get your comments in let we know how you would set up between now and um between now and january how would you look to change the team to get it motivated to get enough points to keep winning this relegation fight before bringing some new players i think who who we would bring in is probably one for another podcast in terms of signings and stuff so that's probably one to watch out for but uh I, in terms of podcasts, we'll see you next Monday. Uh, in terms of preview, I'll get one out later on the week, Paul. Um, and then, and then, if you want, you do a review, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. But yeah, podcast every Monday. Love yous and leave yous. If you if you've got any sign off notes, mate, are you all well, just as always? And I know he, he listens because we were on about this the other day. Keep it tuned. Totally stolen that. Keep it tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you later, everyone. Ta-da. See you later.